This is Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozo where we talk with experts about trends and practices, current and tried and true, and we tell you how to implement them in your own marketing strategies. It's Marketing Then and Now, now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell. I'm your host, Jim Mingi, and I will be guiding you on this journey upon which we are about to embark. If you're tuning into Then and Now for the first time, you picked a great time to start listening because we're talking AI today, artificial intelligence. This is part one of a four-part series we're going to be doing on AI, so hope you can tune in for all those episodes. You could listen to them one by one, or you could, you know, wait till they're all four posted and just binge listen, whatever you, you know, whatever trips your trigger. All right, so AI is a fascinating and rapidly growing field that's changing the way businesses approach marketing. With the rise of big data and the explosion of digital channels, companies are looking for new ways to streamline their marketing efforts, optimize their campaigns, and reach customers more effectively. That's where AI comes in. From predictive analysis to natural language processing, machine learning to chatbots, AI is offering marketers a suite of tools and capabilities that were once stuff of science fiction. But what does it all mean to marketers and consumers? How can companies leverage AI to create more personalized, relevant, and engaging experience for their customers? Well, in this episode, we'll be exploring these questions and more with Jackie Miller, Chief Marketing Officer at Bozell. So, whether you're a seasoned marketer looking to stay ahead of the curve or just curious about the future of marketing, sit back, relax, get ready for a deep dive into the world of AI in marketing. Jackie, welcome. Thank you. So, that intro was all AI. I, I typed in a prompt to, uh, to chat GPT telling it that you imagine yourself, you are a host of a marketing podcast, marketing and advertising, talking about trends and best practices in marketing and advertising. And you're hosting an episode talking about AI. And here's what you're gonna be talking about, write a 200 word introduction, mm -hmm. as you the host would say. So. I mean, it was pretty what good. What do you think? What? I, I think it was pretty good. You know, uh, chat GPT and chat, um, chat bots, if you will, they're great, uh, specifically at what's out there. So, you know, that's not necessarily specific for Bozell's podcast of then and now. Uh, it, But it scours and finds the information and provides you with an overview. You know, I think of it sort of, uh, sort of like Wikipedia, right? Like, yeah, here's a baseline of the information and then human beings go in and make it either more or less accurate depending on mm -hmm. uh, on your opinion. But um, for baseline, what is something, what's an overview um, and, and how would it work? I think it makes a lot of sense in that case. Well, and that example was maybe if you just read it without speaking the words out, out loud, I think it would, to me, it seemed pretty robotic, very yeah. technical, but by reading it and adding that, you know, vocal inflection and a little yep. eh, a pause here and there, you can get away with, you know, yeah, fooling. Yeah. yeah. Well, and is it fooling or is it uh, <laughs> providing you a baseline to start with? So I like to think about, um, and when playing around with things like 
ChatGPT is that's a definition of what already exists in the world. So AI processes data that already exists. Um, and so what it tells me is this, what you just read, exists somewhere in the world. Maybe not exactly in that canned yeah. presentation, but it's scouring for data to say, okay, based on what it's asking me to do, I've learned these are the core tenants of AI that I need to set up in an intro. But it doesn't necessarily look at that from the point of view of how do I make this unique for the audience? Bozell, we have our own unique flair. So while you read it with your flair, Jim, and it was great, it's not necessarily, it, it tells you what's already existing in the world. Yeah. It doesn't give you something new. So it's the difference between thought leadership and thought original thought. So thought leadership is about garnering the information and then and then putting your own little spin on it. Original thought, I would challenge for marketers to use a chat GPT to be like, okay, this is what exists. So if you were writing a really interesting blog post on financial literacy, you could ask chat GPT to do that for you. And you could can it and use it, or you could look at that and be like, this is what already exists. What doesn't exist? And how do I how do I go left of what this is doing so I have something original to share with my audience? And how do I plug in some emotion? Maybe, yes. maybe some humor. Yep. A couple of things that Chat GPT still struggles with. Yep. I think. A hundred percent. Well, let's dive into, you know, how can we use this for marketing? Um, you know, how, how can AI be used for marketing? Maybe give us a couple of obvious examples of how, yeah. how it could be used and maybe one that might be surprising to some people. Yeah, you know, um, we've been talking about big data and the sort of information revolution and then the death of the cookie and third-party data. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's all about first-party data. And I think um, what we're seeing is there's a lot of ability to use AI in marketing, but it's only as good as the data you have access to and the data you have the ability to turn into something, right? So just because you can target or use data in a way to personalize information, if you don't have a consistent stream of that first-party data coming in, you're not really going to leverage the benefits of relevancy. Um, so to me, we've been using data for behavioral targeting. You know, Amazon follows you around with red shoes after you look at them. Uh, that, that is a very practical way uh, that we've been using it. Natural language search and voice search is something people are very comfortable telling Google what they want it to do. Play music off of Pandora. All of those are data points we can leverage and market based on, you know what? What do Chick-fil-A customers do on Sundays? Now, maybe there's something cool we can do in Target relevant because they're closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, so I use these examples because I think the data and the behavioral targeting is something we've been using machine learning to help us be more and more relevant and to be more and more targeted. But then there's the creep factor, right? Where it's like, well, now you know all these data points about me and you're you know, is Google listening to me? I just mentioned something about, you know, a smoothie. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing smoothie ads on, on online. Um, so there is, there's a lot to discuss. 
how relevant is too relevant is something I would ask. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the the most useful tools for us is using AI to, for that data input to then translate it to behavioral outputs. And how do we meet our audience at the right time, at the right in the right place with the right message? And AI is allowing us to do that. Um, but I would caution correlation doesn't equal causation. And I'll give you an example. So I was working in the grocery uh, retail space and uh, one of the most fascinating uh, correlations was the two products that were purchased most frequently together was beer and diapers. Okay. Beer doesn't necessarily mean diapers. <laughs> like one doesn't cause the other. <laughs> uh, and there's, there's more to dig into it. And so I use and we use AI as a way to show us the whole picture and then we have to use our marketing prowess to be able to look at that and say, okay, you know what? That's probably more of a convenience trip. And so if I'm wanting to market to those people, they're running in probably for diapers and they're like, oh, I'm going to grab some beer on the way home. So it becomes a more convenience aspect. It doesn't mean you need to you know, completely redo your entire grocery store to put the diapers next to the beer. But it is an inkling into where do I put the right message at the right time sure. to the right person. So maybe in the, you know, maybe the end cap of that has a beer special, something that's convenient, but it doesn't necessarily go too far. Sometimes I see with AI, people go too far down one one aspect or another versus looking at it broadly. What does it actually mean? Why is it happening and ultimately, if you can ask yourself those sort of three questions as a marketer, that's where you're going to find value in AI. You know, what is the right time? What is the right place? What is the right message? How do we leverage data and your behaviors so that we can meet you and make your life easier, right? The, the end-all, be-all is what is the benefit to the, to the audience? And so, you know beer and diapers being bought together is an interesting fact, but it's not actionable for marketers. But when you think about it as, okay, who's doing it? What's driving the purchase? How do we set up a store that's going to pull you through it and you end up selling you more items that were on your list? We just made them real convenient so you didn't have to hunt around the store for it. We gathered it for you. I'm laughing. I'm, just, I'm laughing, kind of, because I'm just thinking of a, of a dad running into a store and me and thinking, "I need diapers because we've got some explosive stuff going on at home." And by the way, I'm going to need a beer after this. Yeah, a hundred percent. But but you applied your humanness yeah. and your creativity and your original thought. So I look at AI as a baseline and and really try and think about it in a way of asking right message, right placement, you know, yeah. right audience. How does that work together? Um, and data is just data, you know, the old adage of like shit in, shit out, right? Mm -hmm. So you asked chat GPT to write you an intro. You had to give it some information sure. so it, it could go pull it. Um, but it is also pulling from an imperfect, uh, not scientific 
data, right? Data, it's pulling from, it's scouring from the internet. It's yeah. not looking for accuracy of what it's scouring. Mm-hmm. It's just looking for commonalities. Mm-hmm. So in marketing, our goal is to stand out. So I use AI as the inverse of what we're talking about. I think that's the most surprising use case of it is, is when you can flip it and you're not looking at it from a point of view of, I need an intro for this podcast, here it is. And you're looking at it more as, okay, this is what exists in the world and here is something cool I can do and it spurs original thought. You know, I was uh, looking at other ways you could use like a chat GPT, especially with like, is this going to replace copywriters? Like I can just ask it to write the thing. And I would say it helps with the sort of blank page block if you can ask it to give you, it's going to spit out exactly what exists in the world uh, and the commonality. And then what we need to do is, okay, if that's what exists, what is relevant to my audience and how do I stand apart? Our goal is to not fit in as marketers. Our goal is to stand apart. And so leveraging it to not have that blank page that you're staring at, have it populated with everything the commonality of everything that exists on that topic and now you can come at it from a unique and original point because us humans can think that way all right um so that what you're describing is you know where we're at now but chat gpt is constantly learning the Mm -hmm. more the more prompts it gets and the more information it gets and the more stuff that's put on the web the more it, it, it it grows I mean, could we get to the point where uh, I'm a copywriter? We have brilliant copywriters at Bozell. I can't imagine them being replaced by robots. But I mean, what happened? I guess what I'm getting is, is you know, we we talked about where we're at now. Yeah. Where are we going, and and should we be afraid? <laughs> I don't think we should be afraid. I I think um, having worked in tech for the better part of my entire career. Um, Nothing is perfect. Science and data is imperfect. And so even as chat GPT gets smarter, quote unquote, it also is still looking for the lowest common denominator. But to get really granular and understand, that requires a human brain. And so what what I say is there's a lot. It's not to be afraid of. If it's something that you're looking for the lowest common denominator or you're looking for 10 blog posts on something that doesn't stand apart. It's going to be in a sea of sameness. And so as marketers, how do we leverage these for actionable insights that we can find that, that intersection between what stands apart, what people need to hear, what brands can authentically say and solves for attention because attention is a human thing what why don't you skip that ad why did you continue to watch the ad even though you could skip it those sorts of things require data science and looking at it from a human perspective is how we make it smarter and make it more relevant for other human beings it's how we stand apart so it's an input and while it can provide outputs those outputs have to have a human looking at them to ensure that they are actually relevant and that it's not just doing that. I think the creepiest part of all of it for me, and it's not something I'm afraid of, is it 
the the level of the like deep fakes mm-hmm. videos yeah. text like you just described you had you didn't write that intro it sounded like you did because of the way you delivered it yeah. um i think for us the ethics of ai is going to become the forefront for not just rules but tools how do we do this in a way uh that is honest and transparent um but leverage it for ways to make things more efficient or more convenient or um those sort of core aspects so i i think you know we all would we i was actually looking back at like the jetsons and Mm -hmm. like you know I mean, we have Roombas, we have vacuum cleaners that we have fridges that can talk to us and reorder food. But self-driving I, cars. We have self-driving cars. Not perfect, but not perfect. But, we're, uh, you know. but you know, are there ways to efficiency? Yes. Are we going to be flying around in cars? I don't know. Uh, you know, to me, it's less about uh, where we're going and more about curating the tools that we use in a way that make us work smarter, not harder. So we shouldn't choose to work harder just because this is out there and we feel we're competing with it. If we look at it more as a, how do we create guardrails so that we are honest with one another and we can communicate with transparency, but leverage it where it works well to save us time so we can put our time and energy into the things that only humans can do. Excellent point. I <laughs> love that. Well, really appreciate the insight that you've, uh, that you've given us. We touched on a lot. I mean, in just a, that brief uh, amount of time, we covered a lot of ground with, with AI. And again, this is part one of our four-part series. And I'm glad you mentioned the ethical considerations because that serendipitously is our next part. So part two is is with uh, John Vogel, creative director here at Bozell, and he's going to be talking about the ethical considerations of AI uh, as it relates to to marketing and advertising and, and what is right and what is wrong and, and where there's gray area, a lot of gray area, a lot of charcoal gray area. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, but Jackie, thank you for kicking off this conversation. Again, this is it's going to be four parts, uh, so be sure to, to look out for, for part two, part three, and part four. Um, if you haven't subscribed, I got to ask why, one. And two, for goodness sakes, go subscribe so then you get an alert when we post uh, a new episode and you'll be able to stay up to date on uh, as these parts on AI that you do not want to miss will be showing up. So, And if you want to give us a review, if you like this conversation, heck, give us a review. We love getting reviews. Um, and until next time, uh, my name is Jim Mingy. I am the host here of Bozell's Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell, signing off from the Bozell Studios somewhere in middle America. <laughs>